All right, looks like it's recording. What's going on? This is the first episode of Make America Debate Again. I'm here with the wild, wacky, and wonderful Jared Beck. I don't know why I said that. I think that's West Virginia's slogan, but I just wanted to hype it up. Uh, Jared Beck is, is a really great guy. I follow him on Twitter. I've been supporting him since the DNC fraud lawsuit that wasn't getting a lot of coverage and support, so I really appreciate him especially on the progressive side, I'll let you label yourself because I think you're really better than that. And that's why I like you is you're always going against everybody on the left and the right. And you have a very unique perspective, which is important. But my favorite thing is that you're somebody on that progressive side that actually did something. There's a lot of talkers and a lot of people who complain and even yell at you, yell at me, Jared, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, man, you guys can't hate on Jared so much because he actually did something. So it's like, I appreciate what you brought to the table. I'll let you say a word about yourself too, but thank you for being here on Make America Debate Again. Yes, sir. Yeah, no, thanks for having me, Anomaly. I mean, this is just a, a great I, idea, I think, the, the concept of Make America Debate Again, which is, you know, let's try to have face-to-face -face discussions with people who we don't necessarily agree with or we have issues with ideologically or we think we have issues with ideologically because you know, how, how are we going to find common ground in this country? Okay, Absolutely. we're not going to do it by screaming at each other. We're not going to be do it, doing it by calling each other names. Um, you know, there's a lot of that going on right now. I'm certainly guilty of that. Um, but I think it's because our uh, country is going through a crisis. And I we think all that, are. It's okay. It's, it's not mm -hmm. just you. We all, we all go through it. <laughs> right, right. I mean, that's the thing. It's... it's um, you know, I, I don't think it's a stretch to say that our country is in a state of civil war right now. That's that's my personal belief, and we can we can get into that. You know, I don't really characterize myself as a progressive anymore, um, because I think the idea of being a progressive, given what we know about society at this point in time, is actually, um, it, well, it's 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 uh, it may be a meaningless term in some ways. Um, and it also may be a, a very dangerous position to hold. And I say that because um, what opened my eyes in the course of litigating the, the DNC fraud lawsuit, and we've been you know, representing the plaintiffs in that case uh, since uh, uh, July of 2016. So, you know, it's over two years now uh, that we've been on this very, very strange journey. And... Um, you know, me personally, you know, I've learned a lot of things uh, that, uh, you know, when I look back on my belief system, even just, you know, two, three, five years ago, um, it's really changed quite a bit. Absolutely. Uh, and I think, you know, to me, um, you know, uh, this sort of shakes up the old paradigms that we've been taught. Uh, or we've absorbed as framing our political reality, uh, whether you think of it as, you know, left, right, liberal, conservative, Democrat, Republican, you know, part of my sort of um, a transformation of my beliefs has also really transformed how I think about what those categories mean. Um, and I'll be happy to get into that. Um, but you know, I say that I don't really consider myself a progressive anymore because, number one, uh, before you can really, I mean, to me, what progressivism has always meant um, is sort of a certain set of policy preferences vis-a-vis uh, -vis the government. In other words, progressives focus on certain issues that they think uh, society could do better at and then they try to make those into policies. Now, this isn't obviously going to be everybody's definition of progressive, but it's always the one I've had. And typically, those uh, those policies are, you know, they're sort of uh, the things I like to think of as the things that Bernie Sanders really focused on at the height of his uh, presidential campaign. In other words, um, you know, uh, um, a, an attitude towards healthcare, uh, wanting you know some type of universal coverage. Um, an attitude towards uh, income inequality, in other words, uh, pushing on minimum wage issues, and um, also um, a, a certain, uh, you know, uh, attitude towards educational debt, you know, hence, you know, the idea of, of making 
uh, uh, college uh, tuition free in some circumstances. So, you know, I think of those as a bundle of progressive issues, but I really stopped, um, you know, my, I mean, it, it seems to me that, you know, given the state of extraordinary corruption in our society and in our government, which is, I, I think, you know, would have been for me unfathomable, unfathomable, you know, even two, three, four years ago to, to understand the scope of it. Mm. It just seems to me that the last thing we should be doing is expanding the government's role mm. and giving it more power. Absolutely. I, I've, and that's I've, not because I think those policies are bad policies, but it's just not the time. Well, especially how can, now, how can we trust uh, uh, this government, which has betrayed us in so many ways to, uh, you know, what are we going to just give it a pile of money and hand over control of health care to this extraordinarily corrupt institution? I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me. I love that you're saying that because we kind of went down the same path. Uh, we, we had these idealistic views, supported Bernie Sanders. I think I really wanted the mainstream media, all of these lies, the politicians on both sides to go down. So mm -hmm. I supported Bernie and, and you very famously did the DNC fraud lawsuit because like millions of us, when you saw how much he was getting cheated and exploited and lied about, you felt like you had to do something. And same with me. That's why I supported you throughout that. And now that we've got to this point, we kind of laugh at that a year ago because it's just become unfathomably clear. We can agree on that, that we just can't give the federal government more of our tax money, control of the health industry, although the health industry is already a sham. Anything mm -hmm. towards the federal government at this point is dangerous. And I think right. that's why progressives are very mad at me and you. Uh, but I think that, you know, that's something that they really have to, it sounds good and it feels good right. and it, it sounds good on paper, but it literally, when you take away all the wording and the, the empty phrases and, and spoke stuff, it's, it is just giving power to the federal government. And until we clean it up, right. it's not possible. On that, since we do agree on a lot, I think we're very similar in that way. We'll get into what we, we don't agree on, because I, I yeah. think you were talking about how the right, you know, is, is no different. And it's still kind of the deep state, two, two wings of the same bird. I don't know if it was the Kavanaugh situation or another, but that's kind of, you know, I think you're more in the center you know, maybe fighting at both sides. And I feel where you're coming from, but I guess I'm shifting more right and I'm, I'm yep. voting all Republican because right. my thought process is, you know, the Democratic Party is just corrupt beyond belief. The Republican mm -hmm. Party is Trump, I feel like is changing that. Maybe you think otherwise. And I, I just think that socially uh, the, the left is just out of control. Not only do they want big government, but then they mm -hmm. want I've never been like super pro police. I'm not a conservative like, oh, I love police. They're the greatest. I know that they're corrupt, but I don't really want to abolish ICE when they're, you know, dealing with human trafficking and other stuff. I'm not trying to not have border security. And, you know, I, I feel that the left, in my, my perspective, is just so much more dangerous than the right. And mm -hmm. I guess that's where maybe we disagree or that's, that's what came up to spark this yeah. kind of conversation. No, I, I think that's a great way of... of um segueing this discussion because I think it's an important discussion. Um, I think the problem, I don't know if it's a problem, I don't even know if it's a difference, um, but I think maybe what we're talking about here um, is, you know, the fact that we have, a, we have a, a clear, we all agree that there's a clear dysfunction going on in our government. And I think we both agree that the Democratic Party is corrupt beyond repair. Um, personally, um, you know, outside, you know, the scope of my um, responsibilities as, as lawyer in that case um, for the plaintiffs. Um, and, you know, my responsibilities are to litigate my clients' claims as best as possible in the court system and get them the best relief possible. But right now we're on appeal in the 11th circuit and we'll be having oral argument in, in a couple months in that case. Um, but, you know, outside of that, you know, legal uh, role that I play, you know, personally, um, and this isn't so much a legal question as a political question, you know, I do think that uh, the Democratic Party has ceased um, having a reason to justify its existence. I think it's reached a level of moral cor uh, corruption, moral bankruptcy. I mean, it's, kind of approaching uh, financial bankruptcy as we speak. I mean, they're not doing 
well at all in the fundraising realm. Uh, but, you know, just from a moral perspective, I think that they have, I don't think that organization has a reason or frankly a right to exist anymore. I think in the free market of companies, uh, if a company uh, sells its customers a fraudulent product, okay, and, you know, people don't want to buy it anymore, well, what happens? That com company goes out of bank uh, business. It stops making profits. It stops, uh, 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 it stops existing in the marketplace and it files for bankruptcy. Now, in the political system, we don't really have a free market. What we have are two parties that have a duopoly and basically total control over the electoral system. So that's why we have so much difficulty uh, with third parties in this country and have third parties ever gaining traction. It's because the two parties, the Democrats and Republicans, you know, they make all the rules, they run the elections, and they basically have legislated third parties out of existence, okay? So that's really not an option, okay? There's, those aren't, you know, serious political parties in, in our system. It doesn't help that the Green Party and like the Green Party kind of lost me like the progressive movement just with like just goofiness and too too much pandering, not enough common sense. Well, the, Liber the Libertarian Party has pretty yeah. goofy, goofy leadership and goofy social media. I personally, I, I agree with all you're saying, but I also, I think it is a great time for a third party to exist. I just think the ones we have kind of suck. If one could like capture some authenticity and some like common sense, I think they could do a real showing. Yeah. It's just like the, the Green Party and the Libertarian Party, they're, they're just goofy to me. Well, that's uh, a couple things to say on that. One is, is that the reason that um, we have, don't have any real serious parties, and I agree with you, they're both goofy. They're both, they just have an air of unseriousness about them. Um, and, but part of the problem is, is that they have to invest so much in the process of even gaining ballot access in one state. And mm, it's a multi-year process that That's hard. They just, it's, it's too much of a handicap to have, um, anybody really, uh, you know, put serious effort into it because it's, it's, it's not a good investment. I mean, third parties are not a good investment in this country. Uh, you know, I, you know, gave, you know, after Bern the Bernie Sanders, you know, sold out to Hillary Clinton, I, you know, gave, uh, a, a, you know, I was like in a, you know, I was on tilt, man. I was just so, uh, you know, upset. Um, yeah. But I, I, you know, reached into my pocket and I gave a lot of money to the Green Party, you know. I, I voted was, for Jill Stein. I'm, I'm in the same basket. I voted for Jill Stein. I gave, I gave a lot of money to them because I just was so pissed. Um, and, you know, I know that the Green Party got a lot of money, but what have they done with that money? Have they built up an infrastructure? I mean, it's, it just seems to me what it's mostly like Jill Stein on Twitter, you know? I mean, I don't yeah. see a lot of great, I mean, they had a lot of money. They wasted, you know, funds on that stupid recount. Uh, yeah, that, you was, know, that was weird. Challenge. Like, I mean, they got a lot of money for that. So, you know, that kind of pisses me off. I mean, I see graft going on there. I see, you know, money, you know, pouring into a movement, you know, without any accountability or any, you know, uh, visible sign that the Green Party is gained track. I mean, they could have really gained traction in 2016. Unfortunately, you know, Bernie Sanders didn't want to do the right thing and run as an independent, um, you know, and just, you know, or run as a, on the Green Party. I and mean, he was offered yeah. that chance. I think that would have really shaken things up. But I don't think I, I don't, and it's hard for a lot of people to admit, but I think me and you are over it. I don't think Bernie Sanders was who we thought he was. You know, I, I don't like he, he presented himself like that. And people always say to me, how would you like Bernie Sanders? I was like, to be honest, it wasn't really the policies. Like, yeah, they sound cool. Yeah. Some of them I knew didn't make economic sense, but I'm such a like the two party system, the war system, all of that stuff. I was like, man, we got to get rid of it. So if, if we're going to take it, I'm going to roll the dice with him, just like people rolled the dice with Trump. And I mm -hmm. guess, what do you think about the Republican Party? Because I, I, I mm -hmm. think that's where we maybe disagree the most. I really, I've, I've never been a, a supporter of the Republican. I, I still think a lot of them are not great. I like Rand Paul, a few mm -hmm. others. Uh, I like Trump, like my song. I've made a song, I like Trump. Mm -hmm. But uh, mm -hmm. I, I really do think Trump is the real deal. I, I don't mm -hmm. think he's the deep state. I think mm -hmm. he has the ability to make the Republican Party the you know, party of the people and even like the real liberal party. Mm. Uh, what do you think about that? You think it's still yeah. a two party system that's, that's controlled or you think that's, 
do, well, do, you have, here, do they have your support? Let me give you a sort of a broad thought of like from a political science perspective that is sort of, you know, even, even before getting to the question of the Republican party specifically, let's say that the Democrats are headed for bankruptcy. Let's say that they have like just totally, they're like playing the fool right now. Everybody know. I mean, they're just, I mean, anybody with an ounce of sense are like, what is wrong with these people? I mean, they're making a mockery of themselves. Um, you know, they're just going to let's, let's, I mean, this is a real possibility. I, I think that it's very possible that the democratic party might, you know, go out of existence as a major political party in this country. So that, so the first, the first observation is that, um, at that point, the Republican party doesn't so much become a choice, a political choice as much as the one party that controls the U S. Um, because, you know, it's, it's not like they're going to, the Repo Democrats are going to be replaced by another major political party. They're going to go out of existence and we'll shift to a one party system. And, and part of me is cool with that, um, possibility actually, because the, uh, uh, one reason is that, okay, I don't think we are a democracy. Okay. I don't think this country can be called a democracy anymore. I think we are an oligarchy. An oligarchy is a very specific political type of regime that nobody is going to like teach American kids in schools that, hey, you know, you live in an oligarchy. I mean, they're not going to ever give the real, um, you know, political truth through our education system. But, uh, education system. but I believe we've been an oligarchy for some time. I really do believe uh, you use the, the term deep state. Um, I believe that, you know, when we understand like, what exactly the oligarchy is in the US, it's the deep state. It's a network of very, very you know, powerful people uh, in government, military, corporations, media, who over time have um, amassed and developed this extraordinarily powerful uh, network, interlocking networks of power that allow you know, a few people to basically make the decisions for this country. Do you think and Trump think is fighting the deep state? Because I think that's where we might well, I, I think that's 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 an interesting question because um, and, and that may be the, the, the key political question for our time. OK, first of all, the question may be, I think there's a prior question before you get to is Trump fighting the deep state? You have to ask, is fighting the deep state possible? Would it be possible for somebody to get to the presidency? Um, in an oligarchy that's controlled by the deep state, unless um, that that person were in some way controlled or was dealing in some sort of arm's length with the deep, deep state. I don't know the answer to that question. Uh, all I can talk about on this issue, because, you know, I think we're sort of in uncharted territory as far as political theory goes, because I, nobody has really thought about, not that many people have thought about American politics in this way up until now. And now you're suddenly starting to see, suddenly like the deep state, you know, it came out of nowhere as a term, right? I mean, nobody was talking about the deep state before like maybe a year or two ago. Okay? They used to say, I would say Illuminati, you right. know, was, was a big, like in the, and it's funny because it, it seemed so, so like YouTube conspiracy theory and Alex mm -hmm. Jones was saying it. And then as like, we got to the Bernie era, I think a lot of you, me, you and others, we saw exactly who was who. And we were like, holy shark. I'm, I'm trying yeah. to even though I don't think I care. It's like, <laughs> wow, it's really real. And I know right. which newspapers is this, which politicians. Right. And I think that's, because right. I, see, I see you on Twitter a lot. Uh, and, and I really like following you because you're always calling everyone out. And you're always, even if I don't agree, you're breaking the echo chamber. And you're, you're pointing out things that need to be pointed out. But I truly believe on, on that note, it seems like, John McCain, George Bush, Obama's, Clinton's, seems like everyone's against Trump, where I do agree. Right. And I think that's where you right. were saying there's no difference from the right or the left. Or I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I don't want to quote you on that. But I was like, can you not see the difference between the right and the left? Because, yes, there's, there's elements of it. Trump definitely has to be playing chess. And this is my big beef with progressive and Green Party people now, which I, mm -hmm. I've always considered you a league above because uh, you are. You're, I mean, you're, that's why they're always mad at you, because you're just like one step ahead of them. But 
it's not going to be, they want world peace, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Lower military budget. Sounds great, but it's just not going to happen. China, Russia, right. technology, you know, AI. Yeah. We're in for some weird times, but it's like. No, I, those people are, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but no, progressives are, you know, notoriously bad uh, at foreign policy and they really don't understand uh, geopolitical issues very well. I mean, I naive. tell you that. I mean, they, they, and, you know, as far as, you know, understanding the deep state, no progressive understand. I mean, very few. I mean, they don't get even even like the classic people like uh, uh, Noam Chomsky uh, and uh, Ralph Nader. I mean, yeah. you know, even Cornell West, they're kind of getting yeah. goofy, too. Right. It's like right. I would, they're, they're not. Even- <laughs> these are like the grandfathers of, of the progressive movement. Right. Absolutely. Um, if there still is one in this country or what's left of it. But you know, they never have actually been able to describe like American power and exactly how the power structure works in this country. Cause I just think they're, I think they're very naive at some point. Um, Absolutely. They don't understand the geopolitical ramifications. They don't understand that the U S you know, um, they don't understand how the U S economy is tied to how the U S controls uh, petroleum and petrodollars. Okay, that's how we keep this con- economy afloat, is that we force other countries to buy our uh, oil um, in, in dollars. I mean, that's like the number, if you, if you bust that system, everything's going to like deflate, like a, it's going to be like the most spectacular crash of economic crash of all time. Mm. And that is, you know, why our military um, does the things it does. Okay, now, um, you know, once you understand that problem, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a little bit depressing because, you know, um, basically some type of massive cataclysmic, you know, uh, reconfiguring of, of, of the world order is definitely in the process of happening because not everybody likes the petrodollar system, namely China and Russia. And that's a problem. Do you like Trump or do you support Trump? Because I feel like I feel like you're not a you're not a full blown hater for sure. Like I don't oh, I don't not. you know I know not you're you're way but but do do you support him and do you think the right wing is better than the left wing or do you think it's the same? Here's my take on Trump. I um, think he has been a master at one specific thing that has been very very important, which is uh, the use of the bully pulpit. Um, and probably nobody has done more to draw attention to um, the, the serious problems with the, the media in this country, which presents, you know, basically controls the population through one false narrative after another, rather than um, providing Americans with the truth of, of their surroundings. I mean, in basic terms. Okay, so we don't have a, a people get very frustrated with the censorship and the you know, just the obvious falsehoods in the media. Once you realize that it's it, the media is an instrument of the of, of the the oligarchy, and it's used to control the people in the oligarchy, and it's not a democratic media, um, then it becomes very clear why that is. And Trump has done more than anyone to turn Americans against the media, and that may be the most important thing that's ever happened in. Um, my life as an American citizen. Yes, absolutely. And more important than it, as, as anything that any other president has done. So yes. in, in, in that respect, he may be the best president I've seen. Okay? Woo! So I'm going to say that. Yes, okay, sir. On the other hand, I'm not going to stop, you know, criticizing um, what I believe are the shortcomings of the, of the Trump administration so far. Okay? Because um, honestly, I think, you know, if this country is going to get back, get itself back in a, in a moral sense, I mean, it's going to take far more than Donald Trump to do it. Okay. What do you think I, his shortcomings are? Well, I think that uh, he hasn't delivered on, you know, prosecuting Hillary Clinton. Um, I mean, lock her up was a huge, uh, uh, you know, demand that his supporters made during his campaign. And he, um, Agreed. Uh, I mean, he. I said it on the. I remember when I was watching the debates, and he said, you know, you know, you know, you. He pointed at her and said, you know, you'd be in jail, okay, uh, if I'm president or something like that. And I mean, I was, you know, look, I was not in the greatest mood, you know, watching (laughs) these debates. I was watching with some relatives of mine who were like very pro Hillary Clinton, 
And yeah. I, at this point, I'm like, you know, we need someone to lock this woman up. <laughs> you know, this is, I mean, seriously. So at that uh, point, but I, well, well, I voted for Jill Stein too, obviously. Um, but I was very much happy to see him win. Um, and I but wanted, he hasn't delivered. No, he hasn't delivered do, on that at do all. You th- I, do you think he possibly could be doing it in the background? Because, you know, they have the Q people, then you have your, you know, I know you've been a little out. Like they, I've been very hard on the Q people. No, I, and, I, and I, they've weirded me out, too. I, I had an interview with Jordan State there because yeah. I'm like, you can do your thing. But then they started attacking Alex Jones when he got deplatformed. And I was like, you know, yeah. you, you could critique Alex Jones, but they're saying he's a Mossad agent and that he's like lying. And I'm like, dude, at like I, Alex has been saying like a lot of the stuff Q's been saying for 15 years. So it was like a weird, they're, they're always like getting mad at people who disagree with them, which weirds me out. But I I'm, I'm in the fence. I think possibly he could be doing that in the background or maybe it's just impossible to do. I don't know. Well, I've been very hard on the Q people. Um, you know, and the reason for that is, you know, as a lawyer, you know, I've been practicing law for, you know, a while now. Um, I like to, consider myself familiar with how the legal system works. I mean, what they're suggesting basically is that the country has, I mean, if, if you take, if, if, if you, if you um, kind of summarize Q, maybe you have a different take on it, but my take is that what they want you to believe is that there's really been a, a military coup in the background of this country. Um, you know, Trump was basically installed by um, the coup leaders who are now calling the shots. And, um, you know, they don't want to, uh, you know, publicly declare themselves and, you know, roll tanks down the street and say we're in charge now because, number one, that would freak a lot of people out. Obviously, it would cause a lot of instability. So they're doing all this stuff in the background. Sealed um, indictments. Well, is that a thing law-wise? Can you do that? Yeah, sure. There's, there are sealed indictments. I've never seen any evidence that these particular sealed indictments that they talk about, um, you know, I mean, there's just no evidence that they're connected anything other than just, you know, regular indictments. I mean, a few have have been unsealed, a number have been unsealed. I mean, I look at them and they're like small potatoes kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. I'm 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 skeptical, but I I just want to see proof. Um, Right. Well, I I would love to see proof of that. I mean, I would be very concerned if that was, if, okay, Here's the problem. I have a problem with Q on number fronts other than just the fact that it's proof and a lot of it is like decoding, you know, messages. And, you know, I I just don't think I'm not really. Also, there's been some really good um, reporting on Q, which shows that, you know, some uh, there was a a Trump campaign official in Massachusetts who uh, who started it. I mean, to me, it has more of the smell of a psyop than anything else. But even that putting that all aside, and let's just take Q at face value. Let's assume what Q is saying is true. Okay. The problem with that is that now you've you've basically subverted the entire legal system and you you're you're trying people in like a military tribunal in secret. Um, and you may have justifications for doing that, but that now we're like, um, okay, I guess we're, we're the U.S. is a military dictatorship. Are people really cool with that? I don't know if I would be cool with that, like having a bunch of people in secret, like, you know, doing sealed indictments. That sounds like a pretty oppressive society to live in. Yeah, um, I, I'm, up, I'm up for grabs. One, I think they do a lot of good research. My, my kind of beef with it, not really beef, is that it's research that's been done and, and they're attacking people who've done that research for 10 years. So it's like there is valid information there and it's a whole research yeah. team. I just don't like when they weaponize it. Two, to take down this many people, maybe it would have to be done in private. I, I don't like mm-hmm. the idea of like a military coup. But when you're talking about these many powerful people with this much power, if you did it in the open, you know, they might do something. Although I don't know what more they could really do. They've kind of done everything weird. Um, but what else do you not like about Trump? So there's the he didn't lock her up. What, what well, else yeah. do you think? And, and like and the right wing, because I'm like, right. you know, me, you see what I said. I'm right. going all re- Republican on the ballot. And I think that's right. what we were kind of like disagreeing. Because I just think the left wing socially is a threat. They don't believe yeah. in free speech. They're racist and sexist, but they think they're fighting racism and sexism. They want to riot, scream, cry. They want to ruin every conversation. 
with Kavanaugh, the conversation should have been about privacy, Fourth Amendment, the Patriot Act. But instead, it was a four week, you know, screaming fest that amounted to nothing. So Mm -hmm. I just I just see the right wing is so much better. And Trump is so much better than the left wing. And it's like I I see Trump. What else do you not like about Trump? And do you do you feel the same or do you disagree? Well, here's the thing. Um, What I don't what I don't like um, is basically more of the same, you know, it's, it, it has to do with the fact that I believe what we were promised by Trump when he promised not only to lock her up, but to drain the swamp was, you know, a, a, a wholesale cleaning out of, um, uh, of government. Um, and you know, the, the FBI, the corruption of the FBI, I mean, he's exposed that, I think, very well. Mm. I think people are very, very unhappy with the FBI. But the question is, what are we going to do about it? I mean, when you have a, an institution that corrupt, which has played such a dominant role um, in American politics for so long, and you come to the conclusion, the conclusion that it's extraordinarily corrupt, but then you don't do anything to clean it out, I mean, you're basically not solving an extraordinary social problem. You may be pointing out the problem, but you know, you're not really doing anything to stop it. So just- you don't, you don't think he shifted it at all? Firing the leader, getting a bunch of head people fired and, you know, basically having- No, I, I don't think so because this is, this is an organization of tens of thousands. I think it would take like a whole, I, I personally think the FBI can't be reformed other than by dissolving it and starting um, a whole new, you know, um, uh, federal um, uh, enforcement. I mean, this is a, 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 a institution that goes back uh, to the 60s. They were involved in the assassination of JFK. They were involved in the assassination of, uh, of, um, of Martin Luther King. Um, I mean, it's, uh, it's, an, it's an organization based on corruption. And I think the, the, the whole Russia investigation, which is still going on, and hangs over this entire country, just like in this, this just nasty stench. Okay, this concept that you know the Russians, um, you know, and 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 it's. I mean, we sort of took a break from it with Kavanaugh, um, you know, for a couple of weeks. But we're, I'm sure, we'll get back to that. And you know, it's going to be part of these midterms, and the Democrats are going to try to. You know, I mean, I think they have uh, definitely a, a chance of getting the House and they're going to start try to start impeachment proceedings against Trump on this basis of this investigation, which should have never be allowed to go on. Why is he continuing? I mean, just today, you know, he has, you know, he's saying he has a great relationship with Rosenstein. He's keeping him on board, not going to fire him. Why? Why doesn't he fire all of these, you know, clear D.C. insiders who are all part of holding up this rotten edifice. Uh, I realize he's in the middle of it. I realize, I think he's done a great job using the bully pulpit, but when it comes to actually confronting the deep state and firing people, he hasn't done it um, you know, in, in the way that needs to be done to really clean up the, just the nasty corruption. That's my problem with it. Uh, I think perhaps he, it's impo- it would be impossible for him to do this. Um, you know, Jay- I, I feel what you're. I feel what you're saying, and uh, I think this is where maybe we we see differently. But I'm I'm also pretty open, and I think you are too. Um, I don't know, and I, I think this is something that people do on on the progressive left a lot. And I'm not saying you're that, but similar kind of thought process where people want him to really solve the entire thing. They want him to stop all the wars. Where it's like. To me, it's, it's a total chess game. Unfortunately, I wish he was like God and could just like zap all the evil out of it. I wish with all my heart and soul. But it's like when you're one guy and you're stepping into the Republican Party, which doesn't even want you to be there. You know, they didn't never wanted you to win. And the, the top Republican leaders uh, are lobbying against you, flying out to Syria, trying to like rally troops against you literally. The Democratic Party doesn't like you. The media doesn't like you. The Rothschilds don't like you. You know, the Koch brothers don't even like you. It's like no one really likes Trump as far mm-hmm. as the political elites. I just don't know. Like you said, it's impossible. I don't know that how quickly this can all happen. And even with Rosenstein and stuff, you know, it's easy to say he should fire them. And, and maybe, maybe so. But I, I just think you have to socially and also politically and even military wise 
play chess on it a little bit because if you just full on try to knock the board over, I don't know that it, it's ever even possible. And, and that's the thing. And even like with Syria and the military too, everyone says pull out. And, you know, I, I think he did some good work in Syria. I think there's some questions still answered, but progressives a lot want him to pull out and just, it's okay. And Iran is so great because the U S is bad. And it's just not true. The U S has not been great. Israel certainly not been great. Saudi Arabia's not been great. But to, to assume that Israel's, I mean, to assume that Iran and Russia are just really, really great, it's, it's just goofy to me. So it's like overall, I just, I don't know. I think people's expectations for Trump, and I'm, I'm not saying to not pressure him, and it, it takes people standing up for him to do the right thing sometimes, but I don't know that firing Rosenstein is the right thing if they're not finding anything, and maybe it, maybe it backfires. I just... I think he I think he has a big plan and maybe you know maybe I'm I'm open to saying not but I think people expect too much like if if 2 years ago or 3 years ago someone came to me and you and would have been like there's a president who's not bought out he's not taking money he's uh literally uh you know destroying the media he fired the FBI and the CIA director he you know stopped funding rebels in Syria I would be like holy shit like th- damn really there's a president like that so it's like, even in this two years, I just, you know, I don't know, I don't know if it's realistic to really think that he could just d- drain the entire swamp immediately. I, I, me personally, I think he's done such a tremendous job. I'm, I'm willing to let him, you know, negotiate and maneuver his way around and like keep people like Rosenstein around. Yeah, no, I, I, there's very little I disagree with you there. I think um, people have um, uh, way... I mean, I think people, you know, I think you're point, putting your finger on something uh, because, you know, I, if, if, um, if, if everybody thought as you did, which is, I think, to understand, number one, the limitations, uh, the realistic limitations on the, on the area in which an American president can maneuver. And I totally agree with that. I think that um, ever since uh, JFK was taken out by the deep state in 1963, um, you know, look, if you want the job of president and you, you, you seriously want to do good for people rather than just being the same old puppet, um, you know, as you said, you know, I, I, you know, you really, every move has to be very careful and calculated. Okay. And I think that there's this, this, uh, um, this image that that very negative image of Trump that the media has been trying to portray for quite some time, ever since he entered uh, his candidacy, which is that he's this kind of rash, uncalculating, you know, ruled by emotion, says whatever is off the cuff. Actually, um, I, I mean, I can personally tell you that's not true. I mean, I spent, uh, my wife and I litigated um, a number of lawsuits against Trump uh, for several years, and we got to actually spend a lot of time with him in person, taking his deposition. And when you um, uh, are on the other side of someone in litigation, you really do get to know them psychologically. Um, you see right in front of you how quick they are, how strategic they are. And you know, this is this is this is probably the smartest guy we've had as president. You know, who who can actually, in terms of the quickness of his mental acumen. I mean that 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 certainly I've I've seen in my lifetime. I mean, I mean everybody else was just reading off of teleprompters, okay, for the most part, and they were total mm-hmm. a total out and out puppets of the deep state. Okay, Trump is is really I think the first one who creates a space between himself and the deep state by virtue of what he does um, from the bully pop pulpit in terms of just attacking the media or anybody else that's coming after him. And that's something that no one has really done before in our lifetimes. Although in American history, um, you know, Theodore Roosevelt uh, was also very, very famous for using the bully pulpit. Uh, He also went after the media uh, very aggressively. He actually sued the largest newspapers of his time for defamation. So there is actually precedent for Trump. And we've had, we've had presidents like him, but just a while ago. Mm. Um, I guess my issue um, is um, 
some of the things that he's done affirmatively, um, you know, I, I think I, 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 I agree with your, your line of thinking as to where he's, he's constricted. I don't, I don't like anybody from the Bush lineage that he's brought into his administration. I, you know, and I, I mean, that really comes from, you know, and this is again, something that I've just totally changed my thinking on in the past couple of years, but you know, 9-11, um, you know, and what happened on that day. I mean, you know, I've gotten, you know, I've just done a lot of thinking about it, a lot of reading about it. Um, you know, the whole Bernie Sanders experience uh, changed my way of thinking about the government, our government, um, in just ways that I never would have conceived of. And so I guess, you know, for me, you know, um, I just, I really just don't think anybody from the Bush years should have any place in his administration. Unfortunately, he's, you know, appointed John Bolton. Um, now he's appointed Kavanaugh. I mean, I'm just not hipped on any from, from the Bush years. I think they, they are in the same crime family that the Clintons are in. Uh, Bush was in uh, Dallas. George H.W. Bush was in Dallas on the day that JFK was shot. I mean, these are the people who really if anyone needs to be excised from our government, it's people from those, I mean, I call them, you know, mafia families, okay? I mean, that's how they, they've been operating for so long. Um, you know, unfortunately, you know, maybe this is, you know, part of, you know, the, uh, the, the you know, the negotiation that Trump is involved in, uh, if you believe that he's, you know, constantly dealing with people and negotiating with people. I mean, yeah, it would be very easy for the deep state to get rid of Trump, okay? And I think he's he he is he's been walking on a thin line or a fine line um, ever since he got into office. I mean, they could take him out in any number of ways, and I don't mean like assassination. I mean like Nixon was taken out in a deep state coup, okay? I think I, they're trying. I mean, they're trying pretty they're hard. Trying to, but if they're they want, but but if they want, if they want to turn the tide against him. I mean, these guys can, I mean, the deep state is still powerful enough, I think, to do it. I don't think Trump has any power vis-a-vis them, unless you believe, and this gets back to maybe what Q was talking about, unless you believe that there are elements of the military that are specifically protecting him. If that's the case, I mean, let me ask you the question, Anomaly. Doesn't it concern you that there could be such deep divisions in our government right now that there were like elements of the military that are protecting Trump and then other elements of the deep state that want to get rid of him. I mean, that doesn't seem like a very stable situation. Well, I, I definitely don't think what we're seeing is stability. So I, I don't think it's stability. Right. As far as what the military is doing. I mean, I'm, I'm very deeply concerned when Trump stops funding rebels in Syria and then John McCain flies out there and meets with them. And John Kerry's flying out and talking talking about Iran. I mean, it's right in front of our eyes that they're trying to subvert him. And there's like different branches and different politicians turning against each other when we've known during their era, uh, they're funding both sides of the wars. Like it's, it's mainstream publication. That's not even a theory. You know, it's like in Reuters and stuff that. So it's like Trump cleans that up. They're doing other stuff. Uh, it's a huge concern. I, I think that there's a huge possibility that because these people have done so much, I mean, Trump has a lot more on them. And so does pretty much everybody who has two eyes and a brain. (laughs) So I think I'm thinking that to avoid, you know, them taking him out. I mean, they're trying to find him, but I I think he has almost like a kill switch of just so much there. Cause like to me, and maybe, maybe it's not true, but I think Trump's a guy who he wanted to release the JFK files. Like a lot, you know, he's Mm -hmm. not, He's not your guy. Like, I think he knows a lot about this stuff. I think he's interested in it. I think, oh, I, agree. I, I think he has it ready when, when it comes to the Bush people and even like really, really corrupt Republicans. I'm in the, I'm in the mind frame of like, I think Trump being there totally changed the game where these people were almost like prisoners where it's like, either you play along to these crime families or these corrupt politicians games, or you don't, you're not there. So like right. now that Trump is like, rough and tumbling you see people like lindsey graham you know acting like a rock star where two years ago you lindsey graham's not doing anything cool ever but it's mm-hmm. like now you see ted cruz is being kind of cool and like newt gingrich like these people were not that cool sean hannity i mean yeah. sean Hannity. people think i'm like i don't think right. sean hannity is great because he's trying to tell the truth i think trump came in 
Trump started telling the truth. And then Sean Hannity's like, oh, I can do that too. So I, I think almost mm-hmm. Trump, even with like ex-Bush people, I think Trump is, is revolutionizing the Republican Party. And this is my thought process, um, what I want to say to you, and more so even to like other progressives where I think progressives, I, I get what, what their beef with, with Trump is similar to yours in a way of like, you know, he's not doing enough with the deep state. He's appointing Bush people. He's not completely stopping the wars. He's not completely, uh, you know, destroying the military budget or whatever. But it's like, I think people that aren't supporting Trump, and I'm not talking about forever. I'm not talking about voicing your concerns. But I think the tens of millions of progressives who are going to vote for Democratic candidates are the useful idiots that are keeping the Democratic Party alive. They're the useful idiots who are going to flip on a, on a very corrupt politician once they say universal health care. Oh, I'm going to vote for them. Hey, free college. Oh, I'm gonna, but that's that's not a that's not a threat to the Democratic Party. That gives them more power and more money. So I feel like if progressives and I have a lot of friends who disagree with me are in your boat or maybe even further off for sure. They're thinking, you're so crazy, you're right wing now, but I'm really not. I'm just trying to, I think you need to, like you said, let them collapse completely and then reframe. Because in my personal perspective, the Republican Party is getting way better and way more clean and the Democratic Party is getting worse. So I think even people, and I don't don't want to sound like a Democrat where they're like, if you don't do anything, you're the problem. Like, I'm not trying to be that guy. I hate when they say, if you're not outraged, you're the problem. It's like, all right, relax, buddy. Like some people don't want to pay attention and they shouldn't have to because it's absolutely miserable sometimes. But I do think the people that think that it's like a two winged bird right now are are wrong socially, politically, and even deep state wise. I I think if, if all these people that are on the fence and all these people that don't like the Bush appointees and whatnot just voted for Trump and Republicans, you would see a mass cleaning up because there's a lot of Republicans that are coming around because of Trump. They're, they're getting more liberal. They don't care about gay rights and stuff. That's all the big things that we didn't like about Republicans. You know, they're, but they're ready to really fight these people. And I don't know a single Democrat from Andrew Gillum to Bernie Sanders. They're all phony. They're all lying. They're all pandering. They're all using political correctness. They're all not going to fight the media. They're all not going to fight the Russian collusion. They're all fake. So it's like, to me, it's the people on the fence and the progressives that are really holding this country back now. And once we d- dissolve that, we can get back to a normal left and right. But right now, I just feel like the right is so much better. Uh, wow, it's a lot there, man. <laughs> uh, it's, lot, you know. Listen, let me, let me tell you something. I, I've, I'm sort of, I consider myself at this point not not so interested in elections, um, not so interested. I, I, I mean, I'm more concerned about the stability issues. Uh, and, and, and at the end of the day, um, you know, it's, it, we're, we're, seeing, we're seeing some very, very scary forces align right now. And the longer the U.S. stays divided in terms of whether it's left, right, Democrat, Republican, um, but, you know, I mean, I think we can all agree that the intensity of the conflict has been heightened, that the emotion is at a stage of, you know, certainly I, I've never seen it like this in my lifetime. Um, you know, I mean, people talk about the 60s. I wasn't around for that. But, you know, maybe this is even greater. I mean, maybe it's even more acute and intense because the media is so intense now. Mm. Uh, it's not just the traditional mainstream media, but, you know, social media has become just this intense, intense forum for the expression of emotions, the expression of hatred, the expression, you know, the expression of, you know, you know, just, just, um, you know, just, just contempt for one's fellow citizens that Mm -hmm. you're seeing. Absolutely. I think, you know, and I, I don't even know if it comes down to just left and right. I think what a lot of going on is that a lot of the, the most extreme people on both sides or, you know, like in any periods of conflict, they're being brought out into the public realm more so than anybody. Um, but what, I, what concerns me about all this is that the longer the U.S. stays in this state, uh, the weaker it is, um, you know, on, on a global scale. It's not a, it's not a unified country. I mean, all of this, you know, takes away from our efficiency, our ability to collaborate with each other, our ability to, you know, uh, have, you know, a, 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 you know, a thriving society. 
I mean, and, and it's, I don't think anybody would say that this level of, of, of conflict and confrontation is good. Um, my concern is, is that there are powerful forces that have already infiltrated our society and, and a, a lot of, you know, and that, that includes foreign elements like China. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, nobody wants to talk about China. I mean, you know, Trump has, you know, engaged them in a trade war, but I think it goes beyond trade at this point. Okay. Uh, they're deep. They're they're deep in in media. They're deep uh, everywhere. Big time. Do you think Do you think the left wing is doing anything right? Because that's where I'm like, I, I feel you left and right. There's bad people on both sides. There's emotions on both sides. Trust me, conservatives, because I have a way bigger audience of them annoy me on a daily basis. I have mostly mm -hmm. great people, like t hundreds right. of thousands of great people, but everything I say, if I, you know, I say one thing, they're always kind of sometimes low energy. So I, I feel you on that, but I just, I don't know any, I can't like, what, what's one thing that the left wing's doing right? No, the, the left wing is doing nothing right. <laughs> no, no, and, and that's what I'm it saying. May, it may be going out of existence as I as just, a, yeah, I can't even think of one thing uh, and I'm not even trying, but it's well, like, they're, it's like almost like they ruin every discussion. Like well, we they, could, we could talk about on their own people. I mean, these are their most loyal supporters were the people that were, you know, pushing for Bernie Sanders in 2016 and really trying to hold the Democratic Party accountable to its own purported principles. And they openly stomped on all those people. Yeah. I, I think they I think they're desperate. I think they know that their time is limited. And I think what you're seeing is the behavior of very desperate people. OK. Mm. And so they read every single event as somehow, you know, an attack on them. I mean, it's like any cornered animal, you know, you can't reason with like a cornered, you know, bear or something. I don't know. I mean, you can't reason with them. They're, they're cornered. They're in, they're in a state of fear. Okay. Mm -hmm. They truly fear for their extinction because they know how badly they fucked up in 2016. And that goes all the way to the very top and the people who call the shots for the Democratic Party. They know, they're not stupid people, but I think they're out of options. So the only thing they have left to do is to thrash around. I mean, they may, the scary thing is they may get one more chance at controlling um, uh, a, you know, a branch of our government or at least half a branch because there's a good chance they're gonna take over Congress in 2016 that should it's be gonna be interesting i'm i think it's gonna be a red wave and but you know that's where i'm saying i think a lot of people have woken up i think a lot of moderates ran right i think a lot of liberals ran right i think a lot of bernie yeah. sanders supporters ran right but there's still there's still a big 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 uh, group there that's well, because why it's mind control i mean this, the, the media operates by way of mind control hollywood operates by way of mind control and they're able to mind control enough people into believing, you know, I, 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 I wish I could agree with you that like enough people have, you know, abandoned the ship so that the Democratic Party doesn't uh, get, uh, get the House. I don't think it's going to be a good thing if they get the House. It's just going to be endless impeachment proceedings. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be horrible. It's going to be yeah, horrible. I mean, if, if, if you thought Kavanaugh was bad, this is just going to be you know, the worst shit show ever in the history of American politics. Sorry, I, you know, uh, I, I didn't mean to, to use an obscenity there, but. It's all um, good. It's, I, I don't, it's going to be on podcasts and YouTube, so we could actually curse. Fuck it. Okay. <laughs> okay, good deal, man. But like, you know, what I'm saying is it's, it's going to be, you know, that's going to be really, really bad. I'm, I, know, I know, you know, a lot of people are bracing for a red wave. There's a lot of people bracing for a blue wave. I don't know. From a realistic perspective, I mean, history tells you that um, the party that, you know, doesn't have the presidency has a real hard time holding the House of Representatives. I mean, yeah, it, it almost it, never happens. It almost never happens. So it's a real uphill climb. Absolutely. I'm not convinced. I, nobody is ever going to convince me about the integrity of our elections. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, the Democrats have all the tools available to them. And, you know, in conjunction with their allies in the deep state, and there are still many of those allies in the deep state, and they are ballsy enough to get out on to the New York Times and tell everyone that they're working against Trump from the inside. Yeah, and they're, they're all over Snapchat, Twitter, like they're desperately trying to get these kids out there, man. They're like, you 15, you 14, who cares? Go vote. Like, they, they need, you a bear? Are you even a human? It's all good. You can vote. Yeah. So I think we have to brace ourselves for some real conflict ahead. 
And the longer that goes on, I mean, it's the worst for this country. I mean, because we're just going to be open to more and more exploitation by countries that aren't so divided and are, you know, Absolutely. just kind of plodding along. By communist China, who is completely together because you can't really exist there. Or even Russia, who it's not really cool to act like this. Um, so they I have different cultures. They yeah. have different cultures, different societies, different civilizations. Um, and their, their governments are, you know, run differently. I mean, you know, they may be better positioned, well, very well positioned to take advantage of us um, the longer we're fighting with each other. All right. So I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to ask two more questions or give yeah. you two more things. So this was right. the first episode of Make America Debate Again. Hopefully you liked it. Uh, you know, we, we agreed on a lot. We didn't really disagree on that much, but it's, Jared's a very reasonable guy and it's, it's good kicking it off. I'm going to get some unhinged people on here later that just scream at me. For the game. I'm, I'm sure people will love this because it's, it's, it's very good, good debate or discussion. Um, my first question is, will you be, will you be voting red in November as supporting red? Or are you going to stay in the middle? And then second, I'll just let you close out with whatever statement you would like. This is Jared Beck, lawyer, human being, American citizen, swag general. I don't know. That's how you <laughs> Um, well, so as your first question, I mean, I'm going to, I'm not participating in any more elections. Um, you know, uh, whether that's primaries or general elections, I just, I don't know. I think I just want to focus on other things as much as possible. Um, we have our, uh, uh, uh case, uh, the DNC fraud lawsuit that's still going strong. We're in the 11th circuit. Uh, we have oral argument in December. I encourage people to check it out. Even if you don't have any interest in what happened in 2016 to Bernie Sanders and democratic primaries, um, this case has gotten a lot of information out into the public about the truth of our political institutions and specifically the Democratic Party. And the Democratic Party uh, admitted in open court in our case that it believes it has the right to pick whoever it wants in the primaries, the will of the voters be damned. And I think that says everything people should know about the Democratic Party, uh, which is that this is not a, a democratic institution. This is not a party that cares about your vote. This is not a party that really, you know, is responsive to people who are Democrats, but it's basically an institution that uh, serves the will of the deep state, uh, serves the will of a few uh, specific oligarchs, and uh, it's a conduit between those oligarchs and um, our political institutions in DC, and that's all it is. And uh, I think the quicker people see that, the quicker they will um, be on the quest to understanding the truth of uh, the American political system. And this has been a lot of fun, Anomaly. I, I hope we can do this again sometime. Uh, great discussion. Um, you know, I think it's people should, you know, really not be afraid to have discussions with people that may they may feel that they approach uh issues differently or have different points of view because i think once you actually start talking you realize that you actually agree more than you disagree and that's the common experience that i've had throughout my life is that mm -hmm. when you have that face-to-face -face conversation um and you start to actually see where people are coming from um you start to realize hey you know we actually agree more than we disagree and maybe there's just something going on now, especially in social media, where we're not having face-to-face -face discussions, but we're having these, you know, instantaneous, you know, these, you know, 140 character, you know, exchanges. And that's really heightening. I don't know. The, Absolutely. Um, no, a thousand percent. Bad energy that's going on. But I always like it when you talk about, because I follow you on Twitter, I always like it when you talk about trying to maintain good energy and trying to really, you know, keep people with positive energy around you. And um, because I think, you know, if we're going to be constructive about all this, I mean, it all starts with the energy level. And there may be a lot of energy. It doesn't mean that energy can't be channeled positively, but it does take people, you know, willing to take that step and put themselves out there and expose themselves, you know, to a larger audience. And, you know, it's, as, as you know, it's not fun. I mean, I have a lot of people who follow me that annoy the crap out of me all the time. And it's like, you know, this is, you know, you're not paying for this. <laughs> Why are you keeping so much negative energy on me? 
just let me do my thing, you know. Um, you know, you don't have to agree with me. <laughs> no, I see, I see people making accounts for um, my brother, H.A. Goodman. Not really mm -hmm. my brother. I'm just saying that. But, you know, like, brother. but, uh, you know, they have a whole parody negative account about him just because he, you know, went the other way. I was like, man, right. that's like a whole life dedicated to hating on him. I'm like, right. he's not even like, you know, he's not the Pope or anything. He's, he's making <laughs> YouTube videos and this thing people are hating. But yeah. everything you just said was spot on about social media. We all do it. All it takes is one goofy Twitter headline to trigger me right in the morning. I'm not even out of bed. And I'm like, oh, no, they didn't just say that in Manchester. But it doesn't really matter. So yeah. It's like people don't realize that they're actually communicating with other human beings. And they don't, you know, they don't take that into account. And I've been guilty of that. I'm, I'm very guilty of that. I mean, and it's we all are. The, yeah, well, it's almost like a collective ailment. It's like we have to remind ourselves that, um, even when we're on social media, we're communicating with human beings and, uh, you know, we've got to take that into account at the same time, maybe the nature of the medium doesn't allow us to take that into account. I mean, you know, I don't know. There's whole, we could have a whole segment on that. <laughs> no, nah, you're a thousand percent right. But the, the first step I think is, is the self-awareness and acknowledgement that we're in this weird text virtual reality world that's yeah. semi-entertaining us and really fun semi-driving us all insane yeah. this has been a make america debate again with my brother jared beck thank you so much for being here god bless you and we'll definitely have to do something again until then i'll be talking to you on twitter and not yelling at you like other people <laughs> all right we'll see you on twitter man all right take care brother <laughs>